the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Situation Report today. Very glad to have you with us. My name is Jeremy Stalnecker here with Chad Robichaux and uh, looking forward to uh, what I believe is an important conversation. And this is the show where we do our very best to have those conversations for you, to provide you with the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. And there are a lot of tools that you can use in a culture that is constantly changing, like the one that we're living in. Uh, Things are shifting all of the time. And you may fight against that cultural shift and that cultural change, but if you're fighting alone, you're going to lose. That's just how it is. You need to have the right people in your life. And that's what uh, we want to talk about a little bit today is the importance of the right mentors. And mentor is is kind of a popular word to use right now. Uh, But having the right people in your life, people that can speak truth into your life, people that can help you and really encourage you to move along when the pull to go the wrong direction may be strong. And uh, Chad, this is something that you and I have talked about a lot. And um, I think something that's very important to both of us, both, both personally um, and as those who seek to help other people. And then with, you know, kids, we are, um, I think, invested <laughs> in providing the right mentors even for our kids. It's just such an important topic and one that if people don't get a hold of, they're really missing out on, their, uh, on something very important in their lives. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> mentorship is, is one of the key, key elements in the things that we do in our work with veterans at Mighty Oaks Foundation. One of our tagline is never fight alone. Right. Uh, you know, so many veterans in the veteran community and, and even people outside of the veteran community, just people in life in general, tend to find themselves in hard times and try to do it by themselves. Either they don't want to inconvenience people, they feel like they're a burden to people, they are embarrassed about the thing they, they're struggling with and yeah. uh, are ashamed of it, and so they try to do it alone. And uh, we all know that that doesn't work out well. Uh, you know, in the veteran community, we see a veteran suicide rate still of over 20 a day, uh, and so many people struggling with other things, depression and anxiety. Uh, you know, these these are people that uh, that have tried to do it alone and uh, and found themselves in a no-win situation and felt like the only way out was to you know make a very radical choice like like suicide. And when you look at some of the statistics that's floating around right now, in the last years, we see that. Those things are increasing. I mean, at Mighty Oaks, we've had the highest application rate. Why right. are people applying right. for Mighty Oaks? Uh, they're reaching out to us because they feel like there's no one in their circle to reach out to. The suicide hotline is up 1,000%. And I don't mean in, in the veteran community in general, uh, yeah. in America. Yeah, our country, national right. suicide hotline is up 1,000% in the last two years. Yeah. Why is that? Why are they calling a suicide hotline? Why are they not calling their, their spouse or their parent or their best friend? Or, or their mentor uh, because they don't have them in their life. They don't have people in their lives that they feel they can lean on in those darkest times. So they call in the suicide hotline. Uh, you know, you, you look at medical reports that say uh, over half of, uh, half of people in America will suffer with anxiety and depression and go to med- seek medical treatment. Right. Um, I'm not against medical treatment, but uh, what, I'm, what I'm saying is people are desperate right now. People are struggling. And, uh, and, and the reason they're 
reaching out to places like Mighty Oaks, to the suicide hotline, the reason they reach out to those places is because they haven't take, taken the preventative measures and the, and the decisions in advance to put the structure in their life to where they have the support necessary. And, uh, and you and I uh, you know from my, from my own experience and from the work that we do that uh, you have to be intentional about that. Uh, it's a personal responsibility issue. You have to put that in your life. Yeah. You have to put people in your life that's going to hold you accountable. And, uh, and, and, and people that in your life that you could trust to tell the hardest things that you could possibly be going through. And, uh, you know, I, mentorship to me personally is extremely important for my own life. Uh, and it's important for me to, to mentor others. Right. Uh, and that's one of the things we, you know, you and I talk about quite a bit in the work that we do at Mighty Oaks and in our speaking. Yeah. I think we've, we've written about it in several of our books as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mentorship is, uh, is, is different than friendship. I think that's an important distinction that has to be made because um, a lot of people will say, I've got a lot of friends in my life. They may be acquaintances. Maybe they're close friends. I mean, we don't want to discount, you know, there are close friends, people that really care about you. But that's different than having a mentor. A mentor is someone who um, may be your friend. Hopefully, they're also your friend, but that's not a requirement to be a mentor. Uh, I started reading a book uh, earlier this year. I guess it's still January, but uh, first book of the year I started reading, and it's, uh, it's called Lincoln's Mentors, and it's, it's uh, about the five people in Abraham Lincoln's life that uh, looking back, mentored him. Um, but there's a sixth one, <laughs> and the sixth one is not a person. It's books. In fact, the first uh, third of this book talks about the books that Abraham Lincoln read and how he was mentored in a lot of ways by um, people he never knew, by authors, by historians, by you know historical figures that he never knew by reading. And he learned from those things, and he, he brought a lot of his, those things into his life. So uh, let's talk about that for a minute, the difference between friendship which is very important. You have to have friends. Um, but the difference between that and mentorship, I, I think a lot of people will say, well, I'm married. My wife is, my, my husband is my best friend. And we could spend a whole episode talking about that statement alone. But um, they're my best friend. And so I don't need people outside of my circle. I don't need mentors. Uh, or a mentor is something very formal. It's something that you go to an office, you sit down, or you lay on a couch or whatever. Uh, that's what a mentor is. Um, I don't need that. Or I have friends that I drink with, friends that I spend time with, friends that I hang out with on the weekends. Um, I have people in my life. That's not the same thing as having made a decision to intentionally bring a mentor into your life. So uh, yeah. maybe talk about the difference in, in your life or in your mind between friends and mentors. Now, there can be overlap, but friends and mentors, yeah. there's a difference. Yeah, a huge difference. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, you know, saying your spouse is your best friend. I think Stu Weber says in the book, Tender Warrior, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's where it's at. Uh, where he says uh, to say your wife is your best friend is a cop out, right? right. It's uh, you know your wife could be your most intimate friend, your spouse could be your most intimate friend, but to say they're your best friend is a cop out because there's things yeah. that's gonna happen in your life and more more so happen in your mind that you will not talk to your spouse about sure. that you probably shouldn't talk to your spouse yeah, sure. about, right? Uh, and uh, and and that's okay, by the way. It's not hiding things from your spouse. It's just uh, but. It's you have, but you wisdom, have to have, right? <laughs> you have a wisdom, right? Yeah. You have to have someone you can talk to about those things, though, especially if they're negative thoughts or bad thoughts, yeah. because then you may act out on them if you don't. And, you know, I, I look at back at my life, uh, and, and there was a period in my life where, you know, those have heard my story. I came home from Afghanistan. I struggled with PTSD and anxiety and depression, and I isolated myself, but I isolated myself in a way that 
may not seem normal. I isolate myself around a lot of people. Yeah. So I brought a lot of people around me to really control my environment. Uh, I was, you know, at the time I was fighting professionally and I had to own the jiu-jitsu school. So I had like a thousand students in my school. I was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, won a world title around that time. I was undefeated for a long time in fighting. So I had a lot of popularity and, and the ability to put a lot of people around me. But if I, looking back now, what I systematically did, and I, I believe I did this, maybe not deliberately, but it was certainly uh, by design uh, to control my life. I put people around me that told me everything I wanted to hear and not what I needed to hear. I had systematically pushed accountability out of my life. So I had a lot of friends around me. Some of those were really good people. Some of those yeah. were bad people for me, just being honest. It was right. a mix of both. Yeah, sure. But of all the people I put around me, I didn't really allow people around me that would tell me the hard things. When people start telling me the hard things, I would replace them with someone else. I, I put them at a distance, keep them kind of arm length, arm's length away. I didn't want accountability. And that was a very dangerous place for me to be and almost literally cost me everything in my life because I didn't have anybody telling me those really difficult things. So friends, again, some of those people may have been good friends, and I don't want to say they wouldn't just because they wouldn't tell me the hard things. Sure. Uh, but they may have been good friends, but they weren't good people to mentor and speak into my life and, and keep me on the rails, keep me from go, going sideways in, in, my, in my character, in my integrity, in my marriage, in my finances, in, in, uh, in my personal health, and ultimately in my mental health and spiritual health. Right. Wasn't the right people around me to tell me those hard things. And, uh, you know, through that, through coming out of the other side of that and, and experiencing, and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about some of the mentors in my life, but experiencing good mentorship, now I know the contrast between those two phases of my life. Now having good mentorship, that time in my life when I didn't, the contrast in my life and how the results of my life, the fruit of my life, the, the overall health and well being of my life, how vastly different it was yeah. between those two different phases of my life. Yeah, and I, I think we have, to, we have to recognize the difference. You can have a friend who will cheer you on regardless of what you're doing, and it may be really bad what you're doing, but they're your friends, so they're with you, and they'll cover for you, or they'll support you even if it's a bad idea, whatever the case. They're invested in you emotionally. They're invested in you um, relationally. They care about maintaining the relationship more than they do you know, a lot of other things. A mentor is you know, someone. There's different who, levels of friendship, though, right? Right. I mean, there are. There are. Sure. A, a real friend. I mean, I can't say some because someone won't challenge me or hold me accountable. I can't. It's unfair to say they're not my friend. Right. But but if they're really like a good friend, a friend you can count on, then they're gonna care about you enough to where they'll actually jeopardize their friendship to tell you things that you don't want to sure. hear. That's uncomfortable. I mean, just recently I had a guy. I I knew I'm like telling him something that's, hey, I'm going to tell you something that's probably going to cost our friendship. But because I care about you so right. much, right. I'm going to tell you anyway. And you're probably going to hate me for it. And, uh, and I'm willing to sacrifice that in order to tell you something that's going to help you because I care about you. Right. Now, this isn't me taking an opportunity to take a shot at someone and doing that. I'm not like, okay, I'm saying that so I can justify taking a shot at you. It's something that I really cared about the person. I'm going to tell them this hard thing, knowing they're not going to like it, knowing they're probably going to get Mad, but but when they walk away from me, they're probably gonna reflect on it and realize, man, yeah. I, I really I'm really messing up right now. Uh, and, you know, a real friend will do that. Yeah, and a that's right. So there are different different types of friends. Of course, we talk about that in our, our program as well. How you know the difference between an acquaintance and a fan and and an actual friend. And and a real friend will tell you the hard things. Um, but it helps to have someone in your life who's not emotionally invested in maintaining a relationship with you. You've, you have to have someone who um, they're willing to tell you the hard things because they're on the outside 
they're looking in, they're watching what's happening, and they can see it almost from a disconnected position. They can say, well, I, I see what you're doing, and because I can see it, because I'm not emotionally invested in it, I can see it more clearly than you can, and so let me help you navigate this thing forward. And I think that's the difference between a friend and a mentor. Friendship gets, um, well, like you just said, you can lose a friend when those hard conversations are had. A real friend, someone that really loves you and cares for you, will still have them, (laughs) Um, but there's a price to be paid. Uh, A mentor... Not necessarily. The price is not exactly the same. Uh, they are doing they what they're the doing. They're the best in their relationship. They're doing what they're doing to speak truth. And you've got it's, to have those people in your life. This is why sometimes counselors are good, which I'm not, right. a, big, I'm not a big counselor guy. But, uh, but I mean, counselors are, you know, they're, it's, a, it's a job to them. And it may sound bad. It may sound like uh, less empathetic or compassionate for a counselor. But uh, the truth is the, the fact that they're detached from you personally right. could be a good thing. Right there. Uh, yeah. Well, we all we all justify everything we do in our lives in our own minds. I mean, we all have reasons for what we do, and it's easy for us to say, well, yeah, I'm doing this thing that you may not think is wise, but let me tell you all the reasons I'm doing it, and even though it may seem unwise to you. <laughs> well, a counselor or, you know, again, a mentor, someone who cares about you. I'm not talking about someone who doesn't care about you, but someone who cares less about maintaining a relationship with you can say, yeah, but those reasons don't change the fact that what you're doing is unwise. And, and let, me, let me kind of cast some light on that. Um, right. And having that person in your life or those people in your life, uh, man, that's the difference between success and, and failure for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I have a rule. Uh, you've heard me talk about it before. Uh, plus, minus, equals. Right. Uh, right. It, you know, I always, uh, I always try to surround myself with people that are you know, that I'm a little bit further down the road than uh, people who are on a peer level with me, like that we're in the same kind of yeah. same trajectory at that point in our lives uh, and, and people that are going to be able to invest in my life and I'm going to be able to, to gain from. And uh, I picked this up in, in um, a long time ago uh, in, in, as a reconnaissance Marine to, to have that environment in a training environment, right? You train with the plus is someone that's better than you. And so you want to train with someone that's better than you so they can push you. Uh, to, to elevate your level and then you want to have that's that's the the plus guy that's the mentor guy and then the equals is uh or the minus is someone that you're better than because when you're better than someone you're going to gain confidence right. you're going to have you get able to refine your skills because you're at a different level right. so you're able to slow things down and get more technical and better at those things and then the equals <laughs> person is that person that's neck to neck with you that person you walk next to and you're walking faster and next thing you know you're pushing you're pushing them by stiff on them by the face right. and sprinting Right, that person is going to push you in life, yeah. and I carried that over from uh, training at recon to my my uh, profession as a professional athlete and fighter and jujitsu guy uh, in my training. Like every time I hit the mats, still to this day, and go train, I look for that plus minus equals. I want to train with someone that I feel is going to be better than me. If there's not anybody in the room better than me, then I'm going to find somebody bigger than me, somebody that's going to push me and make make it yeah. hard for make me like make me feel like I suck and, and make me feel like I want to get better and just push me to be better. And then I want to train with someone uh, that I'm better than, that minus guy. Yeah. That And that's not an insult to them. I'm just, in some areas of life, you've got to be further along than other people. So somebody that I'm better than, somebody that I could I could be more, in jiu-jitsu, I could be more technical with. I could try the new move that I learned last week with this person and, and, and hit it. I could uh, I could slow things down. I could invest in them. And teaching sometimes is the best way to, to, yeah. to learn is by teaching. And then that equal person, that person that, Every time we train, I'm like rubbing my 
hands the sweat off my palms and my shorts before we go <laughs> because I know it's about to be just freaking right. war and we're going to train so hard with each other that plus minus equals is something so important in my professional training in my life and then I applied that uh, years ago into my personal life every day I have that plus guy in my life the guy that I can learn from the guy that's going to be able to hold me accountable and tell me the hard things, the guy that's going to be able to mentor me and speak wisdom and truth into me. Uh, it's very important to have that plus person. Yep. The minus person is someone that I could pay that forward to, someone I could speak in their life and invest into. And, uh, and, and that does a couple of things. It allows me to, when I'm teaching things that I know to be true, it's actually reinforcing in my own, in my own mind. And I think that there's a certain level of accountability that comes in your life when you're mentoring other people. You're like, okay, I can't be a hypocrite here. Uh, so that I have those, those people that I'm investing in and mentoring in. That's the minus people. And then the equals people is the people that I just do life with, the people that I feel like we're on the same level right now in life. And, and uh, those are the people that I'm in my, my small groups with and the men's groups. You know, I'm part of this group right now called Jordan's Edge with uh, some business leaders and ministry leaders. And we get together and, uh, and we just really – it's not really a Bible study. We just talk about life together. We feel like you know, the group's set up to be – we're kind of on the same level, maybe not the same profession, but on the same level. Uh, in life, and we just uh, invest in each other, and so, yeah. you know, plus minus equals. It, you know, it's to me, it's a, uh, it's one of the things that I'm yeah. deliberate, intentional about putting in my life right now. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic, and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Yeah, that's great. Um, there's an author, John Acuff. He's, he's made a statement a couple years ago. You know you become a leader when you stop looking for people to invest in your life and you start looking for people in whose lives you can invest. <laughs> and, and I think that's, it doesn't mean you don't have people investing in your life. It just means you're not constantly going, I need someone to help me. You start to look around and go, Who, who's the minus? Who's the person that I can help? And that's not to be a bully or to push people around or even to make yourself feel better. It's because you've learned something and now I can help some other people move along. Um, and I think one important aspect of what you just mentioned is finding the plus in the different areas of your life. The business people that you spend time with in you know, the group that you just mentioned, um, they're probably not training at Carlson Gracie with you, um, you know, on Wednesday night. They're not rolling with you on the mat, right? So they're right. different people, and in different places of your life, you need to have different mentors. I think in marriage, it's important to have a mentor couple who has gone down the road a little bit further than you have, and they maybe their kids are grown, they're out of the house, if yours aren't, um, whatever the case, and they can speak into your marriage life. So having mentors in different areas of life, not just saying, that's the guy, that's the mentor, that's the person. It's like, well, they're the person for this part of my life, but then I have other mentors as well. And um, I think that's also essential. We seem to settle on someone that we like and someone that we can talk to, but we need to have other mentors in our lives as well. Um, 
What are some of the qualities you look for in a mentor? When you talk about a mentor, what are some of the things that you would say, uh, you know, these are important qualities that this mentor needs to have? Are, are there certain things that jump out, or is it, you know, just someone who's experienced in that area? Uh, you know, I, I think I think a, a general mentor is important, but I also think that uh, it's a fluid thing, right? What I need in my life right now may be different than later on. My life's going to change. My situation's going to change. Yeah. Who's a good mentor for you? Maybe not be the right one for me because we go through different seasons of life. Right. Uh, you know, if if I'm, you know, so I say that to say like if you're if you're married and, and struggling in your marriage. You, you know, the mentor that you're speaking to that should be someone that's a married, uh, right. has been married longer than you probably, right. Uh, right. probably has been married longer than you. And, uh, because marriage, you know, I believe is a, is a covenant relationship between a man and woman and, and, and God, I think there should be a strong, uh, a strong spiritual leader that has a lot of good biblical, a good biblical foundation of knowledge to be able to invest, uh, you know, in, as a mentor and coach you through, uh, through your marriage. Uh, so I think I think you know, and that's a lot different than being, you know, uh, an entrepreneur. You know, if you need right. mentorship as an entrepreneur in, in business, and so I think there's different. You could have more than one mentor. You could have different mentors. Uh, right now in my life, I would probably say I have like five people. I have a, a board of advisors of twelve, uh, the people that I go for advice. But I probably have like five people that mentor in my life, and not all of them are the same. And I'm not gonna go to each one of them for something different. Right. You know, if it's something to do with my my marriage, you know, I'm probably going to. Um, you know, to Steve Toth, who was, you know, being Kathy and I's mentor uh, since uh, 2010. Uh, so, it, it, or Pastor Jeff, who's been my, my pastor since 2010. And I'm probably going to them on marriage. If it's, if it's, if it's business, you know, that's going to be someone altogether different. If it's something I'm right. dealing with, uh, you know, I'm going to make a decision that, that involves uh, ministry or, or political yeah, you know, I have a, I have two guys that I go to, or three people that I go to. Uh, Alan, Colonel Alan West, uh, who's become a great friend and mentor to me. Uh, Sergeant Major Colton Ken, who's a Sergeant Major Marine Corps. You know, uh, who's a Sergeant Major of Marine Corps, not because he's Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps, but because right. he just so much leadership experiences and he just cares about me so much and he he helps me kind of protect <coughs> me from making decisions that might impact me negatively or impact Mighty Oaks negatively. I go to him on a lot of that. And David Barton, who's just been always just given wise, very wise, unbiased wisdom to me in those decision-making things. So I talked, I mean, I just yesterday, I was, uh, I got a book coming out and there's a part in my book that I'm like, man, this is going to really make a lot of people mad. What are the repercussions of this? Should I say this? Is the juice worth the squeeze, right? Should right. I put this in the book or not? And instead of making a decision myself, I, I just reached out to David Barton and I said, Hey, I really need your advice on this uh, and your input. He t- he listened to me. We talked back and forth for a little bit. He said, "Let me let me uh, run this by by three uh, uh, judge advocates, you know, military lawyers, to see what they say." And uh, we worked together, and he was able to give me some really sound, solid advice. Had I did that alone, uh, I might have really you know made a made a decision out of uh, emotion or impulse or wanting to prove a point, and uh, got myself in trouble or made myself look in a way that I, that you know I don't want to be perceived. Right. And so I think. You know, that was a long way to answer your question, but, uh, you know, I think there's a general mentorship that you can have in life with one person. Uh, for me, they have to be uh, a solid believer because the foundation of my life is my, my Christian faith, and every decision I make should be reflected on, you know, the values and uh, principles that I believe God uh, would like me to live my life by. Right. Uh, but in general, you know, I'm going to – I have a handful of different people that I'm going to go to for different things yeah. uh, in, in my life. 
Yeah, so part of this then goes back to being self-aware enough to know that there are different aspects of your life. <laughs> Some people don't realize that. It's all one big bag and everything's inside that bag. Part of finding the right mentor... There might be a season for that though, right? Right. It might be a part of your life to where you like, okay, my life is such disarray. Sure, of <laughs> it's course. It's such a... So scrambled right now, just one person can speak Yeah, I need a person who can help me untangle this. Yeah, absolutely. But then in that process, it's, it's going back and evaluating your own life and saying, well, I'm a husband or I'm a wife, I'm a parent... So that's on my list. I am a, you know, whatever my profession is. So that's on the list. And we go down the list and, and identify those main areas of our lives so that we can then step back and go, all right, well, I need someone to help me become a better husband or wife. I need someone to help me become better in business. I need someone to help, help me develop in this other area. So becoming self-aware enough. And yes, it may start with, I just need someone to help me untangle this. But I've got to get to the point in my life where I've outlined, these are my top priorities. This is who I am. This is what I do. And therefore, I need people in my life that can address those areas. And then finding the people who, who can. And I, again, I agree. I think it needs to be someone who is, particularly in the important areas of life, someone who is a believer, someone who has a track record, a life of uh, faithfully following God and making decisions that honor God. I think it's got to be someone who... Uh, has a life of character that you can look back on and know that, you know, their reputation at least, and you can't know what's in anyone's heart, I guess, but their reputation at least is that they have uh, a good character, that they've made decisions that have honored God, that they are farther along than you, really important, and probably that they're where you would like to be. I think that's also important. If, if someone has not achieved what you would like to achieve, then maybe they're not the best mentor for you, and, and that's a funny Funny thing, they say those who can't teach, and uh, that may be true in some places, but when it comes to mentorship, I think you want someone who's been a little further down the road than you, and that's, uh, that's really important. Um, as you look at all of that, you mentioned some of the important mentors in your life. Uh, if you could go back, you know, I don't know, 20 years, whatever, when you were a young man and trying to make some decisions, who are some of the people that influenced you um, early in your life, and you didn't even realize probably you needed mentors, but you had them. Who were some of those people for you? Well, I mean, um, you know, as a kid growing up, I think I had quite a contrast uh, because, you know, my my family divorced, my, my mother and father divorced at a very young age, and uh, so I really dealt with a, at most times, absent father. Uh, when he wasn't absent, he was extremely physically abusive. Yeah. So I think sometimes a mentor... Or a teacher could be someone teaching you what not to do, right? I, I'm the mm -hmm. husband and the dad I am today because I want to be opposite of who my dad was. You know, sure. I, I, I seen what he did wrong, and so I'm like, I want to be 180 degrees opposite of that. And I yeah. see that a lot of a lot a lot of individuals that, that I believe are you know good fathers and good husbands. They 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 had a they had a bad experience, and they're like, I don't want to be that, so I don't want to relive that. But then my grandfather, uh, who, who you met um, yep. right before he passed. Uh, was just he was like the model husband, father, grandfather, uh, just hardworking, very principled, just quality human being his whole life, and uh, and I always uh, you know my first job was working for him uh, mm. skinning catfish yeah, right. in his fish market in Louisiana. He was a, he his whole my whole side of that family were commercial catfishermen and and uh, you know very very much blue collar. If, if I don't even know. 
blue collar <laughs> or, or white rubber boots, uh, whatever. But, uh, you know, that's, that's how I grew up. And, and uh, all of his kids started off skinning catfish, and I was the oldest grandkid, and that was my first job. And, uh, you know, and so I learned how to work, you know, from being around him. My other grandfather, you know, bailed hay in, a, mm. in, in pastures in South Louisiana for a living. And all of, all of his kids and, and grandkids on that side went out and, and tossed, you know, 50-pound bales of hay all day. So that's kind of how I grew up, like, with those grand, grandfathers. But my grandfather, uh, the, the commercial fisherman, that's who I feel like I learned the most from. Yeah. And I always uh, just aspired to, to work hard. I see he always taught me, taught me about hard work and treating people with respect and, and, uh, and, and just earning your way. And so I picked up, I think I picked up those character traits from him. And I was very fortunate in my life that I went into martial arts early. So I always had martial arts instructors and coaches that, uh, that helped me to, to have good discipline and mm. principles as an athlete and, and just as a human being as a martial artist. I think those things covered over my life. And when I went in the Marine Corps at 17 years old, you know, I was given, you know, I think everybody, a lot here, a lot of people make the mistake and tell kids, you're going to go in the military and you can learn how to be a man and, and how, to be a, <laughs> how to be a grown up. Yeah. Probably in most cases couldn't be further yeah. from the opposite. Yeah. You don't learn how to be a grown right. up, grown up in, the, in the military uh, because you get taken care of like a child. Uh, you know, they take care of everything for you. And, uh, and there's, unfortunately, a lot of bad influence as well. And so I went in the military. Uh, what, what I was at my expectation of like lots of good influences I seen right away they were really good leaders and they were really bad leaders yep. and people in the ranks above me that I could you know it was a fork in the road every single day I could wake up and follow this person or I could follow the other person fortunately early on I went in the reconnaissance community and you know that makes it better because when you get you know people that make it into special operations they have a little bit better a little bit more discipline and work right. ethic right uh Maybe the moral fibers are still a little skewed, <laughs> still, especially the younger age. Still a lot. But, uh, but you have some quality people. So I just think early on, you know, I went in Marine Corps 17. I was by, by 18, I was already getting into the reconnaissance community and, uh, and really looking for leadership and mentorship and uh, as a profession. And I, and I surrounded myself around some really good leaders that yeah. taught me how to just not just be a recon Marine, be an adult. And, yeah. uh, but I really don't think I learned how to apply real mentorship in my life until I was about 35 years old. I really didn't understand the value in it. I really didn't understand how to apply it in a personal life and not as a profession. This is a big difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Professions, what you do when you go to work. Right. Know, right. 40 hours a week. Not, I never had a 40 hour a week job, but right. You know, but 40 hours a week. For, for those who do. Right. Yeah. For those that do, that's, 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 that's a professional mentorship, but there's a big difference between allowing mentorship to become your personal life. And it probably went until like I was 35 years old to where I really got that and understood that yeah. and the value of that and started being intentional about it. Yeah. I, I had a similar, um, in the military, certainly experience, but my early childhood, my childhood was different than yours. And it's funny because when I think about mentors and mentorship, I can see them now when I look back, but going through it, like you mentioned, I, I didn't see them as mentors. I just saw them as people in my life and some strong personalities right. in my life. Um, you know, my dad still today is, is my number one mentor. If I have an issue, if I have uh, something that I'm going through, a question, I go to my dad. Uh, he's, he's, you know, a spiritual person. He knows the Bible. He has a long relationship with God. And I have the ability to look back over my 45-year life <laughs> and every part of it I can remember that he's been a part of. He's been faithful to God. He hasn't been perfect, but he's been exactly, um, he's been diligent to do what he believed God wanted him to do. And he's helped me through so many things. I look back on that and I think, man, there's so many things I haven't done in my life 
because the question always comes into my mind, what would my dad think about this? Uh, but there's a lot of things I have done in my life that are because I went to him and said, Dad, what should I do? And that started, you know, as a kid. And, and from that, I've learned that as a father, I, I want to have that same relationship with my kids. I want to, we, we've talked about this uh, even on this show, but I want to mentor my kids in that way when they're young and continue doing that through their lives so that when they're older, you know, when they're 45, they're still reaching out and saying, Dad, I, I'm trying to figure this thing out. What should I do? And uh, my dad has is, is always been that, that, you know, very steadfast component of my life. Um, but then, you know, again, just blessed to have had other people, whether it's teachers in college. Um, and there's some people I look back on who at moments in time mentored me. Again, I think that's an important aspect of this is realizing a mentor doesn't have to be a lifelong relationship. Sometimes it's someone you sit down with at a moment when you don't know what to do and they're able to speak truth into your life. And uh, I have a couple of very specific memories of people in college, teachers and administrators who I, I went, sat down in their office because I didn't know what else to do and said, this is what I'm going through personally, and this personal thing is going to impact my, my time here. What do I do? And, and watching them you know, close the books, sit back in their chair and say, all right, I'm going to talk to you um, as a mentor now. Not, this is not an administrator. I'm not a teacher. I'm trying to help you. I'm a little further down the road in my life. Uh, and how impactful that was. And, and then going into the military, I, I've talked about this a lot, but my time in the Marine Corps, I believe, in a lot of ways was a very charmed time. Uh, I thought it was normal. I thought that's how it, it just was. But, you know, now I know that that's not how every experience in the Marine Corps is. But I ended up in a place where I had incredible leaders around me, incredible mentors in my life, uh, men that uh, to this day, I, I think about what they would do, some of the things they told me when I was in my early 20s, leading Marines. I led Marines in combat, and, and I was able to do that because of these mentors. I, I think of uh, people like Cal Worth, who is now uh, General Worth. <laughs> he was my very first company commander, uh, a very principled man, a very strong man, a very deliberate man, but also compassionate and kind, and took the time to mentor the other very young leaders in, in his company. And, uh, man, the profound impact he had on my life, I think, is Steve Arms, who I still communicate with regularly. Um, uh, he was our operations officer. I got to know him very, very well. Um, mentored me and continues to speak into my life I even today. Uh, Pete Farnham, who was my company commander when I was in Iraq, uh, again, mentored and and he would say things like I know this doesn't have anything to do with what we're doing here but I need you to know this I need you to understand this I want you to learn this because he cared about me learning and growing uh, General Padilla who at the time of the invasion of Iraq was our battalion commander um, a man that at that time I would have done anything for and we followed into a very uncertain environment and I still communicate with him now um, he's still a part of my life and I still consider him a mentor in my life these were men that you know, 20 years ago were speaking into my life and have continued to have a profound impact. And uh, man, what an amazing experience for me. But I didn't realize it at the time. I didn't know that's what was happening at the time. And yet uh, these, these men really have shaped my life and shaped the way that I think. Um, and then, you know, my pastor, who's been my pastor for um, over 20 years um, and the various things that I've done in life and I've come and gone, but he's continued to, to mentor and counsel and, and, uh, and help me and, and so many other people, a lot of people that speak into our lives, but um, 
we are really the sum total of those people that we allow to speak into our lives. Yeah. And if we're not careful about that and deliberate about that, then we're going to end up in the wrong place. I, you know, I'm not Abraham Lincoln. I will never be Abraham Lincoln. But the kind of other mentor that's always been present in my life has been books. And um, the mentorship that can come from learning you know, from people and experiences of people who uh, are hundreds of years gone, and we can learn from those experiences and grow from those experiences. Um, and every area of my life, everything that I've done in my life, every new thing, I'm not very educated, so every time I, I find myself doing something new, I have to learn how to do that thing. And I reach out to people, but I also reach out to books and try to learn from the experiences of others. And it's been a deliberate reaching out for those who can invest, uh, whether they know it or not, uh, in what I'm doing. And, and, man, the impact of that for me, for my family, for my marriage, um, for my life, and, and hopefully for my kids, uh, is something that you just can't measure. I, I think there, there are few things in life as important to success than having the right mentors. And so many people miss it. But one of the key things you said is the right mentors. I think when there's so many voices out there, right, right, you have to be right. cautious of, of the right mentors because you can easily be led the wrong way. And, you know, when you're a kid, maybe you heard or maybe you said to your kids or young people before the, the little, I don't know, it's nursery rhyme, but be careful little eyes what you see, right, be careful right. little ears what you hear, right? Right. Uh, you know, you can let the wrong influences uh, easily speak in your life right now. Uh, I mean, we see it with things like mainstream media yes. that have – unfortunately being contaminated with uh i mean that's the reason this show exists uh right this show probably wouldn't exist if uh if mainstream media and journalism wasn't <laughs> right wasn't uh, contaminated i mean i mean so you know careful what you listen to because yeah. careful what you see because those things will influence and speak in your life i mean as a there's people around the uh the world right now you know and, and speaking to america people around the country in america that are just they're so uh blind to truth, deaf to truth, because they have allowed themselves to be mentored and influenced yep. by, out, yep. by outside influences like, like social media, like mainstream media, like maybe listening to their wrong advice and people speaking in their lives, uh, things that just aren't true yep. or biased yep. or agended and uh, leading people astray. So you got to be really cautious of what you allow yourself to listen to and and for those who you know you and i are both christians for those who are christians uh i think as christians you have to be careful too sometimes when you're trying to reach out and help other people and mentor other people and uh in your immerse yourself environments to be able to reach groups of people but at some point you have to ask yourself an honest question like who's influencing who right am i right. influencing the people around me or am i letting the people around me influence me yeah. uh those are fair questions to ask yourself and and if it's the other way around then you know you have to disengage back out of those yep. uh, create some distance and, and re you know reposition yourself before yeah. you re-engage in, in that but it's, it's so it's such an important time right now to, to know you know not only have the right people speaking into you but make sure you don't have the wrong people speaking in your life making sure you're not right. exposing yourself to the wrong uh, knowledge, uh, you know, wrong information out there that could be, you know, not true, uh, yeah. or, or could be agended or misleading you for a reason. This is so dangerous right now. Yeah. I mean, and that's a great point. A lot of people are going through life, uh, with their eyes closed. We're all being mentored by someone, whether we know it or not. And if you're spending all of your time on social media, that's who's mentoring you right now. I mean, that's, that's it. 
whoever you're following on social media is mentoring you. And we have to be then deliberate about knowing that, understanding that, realizing that, and uh, deciding who we want to speak into our lives. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, super yeah, important. The, 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 term, the term social media influencer is there for a reason. <laughs> right. And they post their influence. And a lot right of money is paid for those people that influence us to do things, um, and they yeah. do. Um, yeah, such a good point. And then your point about uh, asking the question, who's influencing who, I, I think that's where, you know, being able to mentor without the emotional investment in that relationship <laughs> can be helpful. Um, it's saying, I want to help you, but if you're not going to receive the help, that's okay. I'm not going to be hurt by that. I'm not upset about it. Uh, I feel bad for you because I think you could be helped. I, I believe there's, there's a lot there, but I'm trying to help you, but I'm not going to be pulled away by you. And that's, again, the difference between realizing I have a friendship with this person and it may not be healthy, or I'm actually using what I've been given, the resources, the opportunities, the experiences to steward um, and help someone else. And I, I think that's a really, really important distinction. Yeah, very important. Um, man, fantastic. This is a, such an important conversation because it's such an important topic. And every single person listening or watching uh, has got to realize that they are... You boil it all down. They're the sum total of the books they've read <laughs> and the people that they've allowed to speak into their lives. And the great thing is you can change both of those things if you want to, but you have to be deliberate about that. Know who you are. Know what you're trying to accomplish. Figure out what your roles are, and then find the right people who can speak into that and carry you forward. Um, yeah, that's great. Probably a good place yeah. for us to, uh, to close this conversation, and uh, we will. Yeah. If you would like to, as you are listening and watching, follow either one of us, and you can follow this show. I would encourage you to do that, certainly. But uh, you can learn more about uh, Chad and the work that he's involved in and uh, all of the stuff that he's got going on. A uh, really easy way for you to do that, you can go to social media. You can uh, look for him on the Mighty Oaks website, mightyoaksprograms.org. You can do all of that, or you can just go to one spot, chadrobichaud.com, chadrobichaud.com, and that will link you to all of his, uh, his contacts, his socials, all the stuff you need to know, and uh, that's a great place. Uh, if you'd like to know more about me, same thing, not chadrobichaud.com, but you can go to jeremystallnucker.com, and uh, you'll land on all my stuff there as well. If you'd like to know more about the Mighty Oaks Foundation, and uh, we really do invest in helping men and women who are dealing with uh, struggles and traumas related to their service, either in the military or in the first responder community, please check us out, mightyoaksprograms.org. That would be awesome. And you're listening to this podcast, but if you want other episodes of this podcast and other great podcasts, please go find those on the Salem Network. You can go to salempodcastnetwork.org. Com, and uh, you'll find all of those there. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. It's been great to have you with us today. We will talk to you next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.